Welcome to a place where we combine equal parts science, technology, design, and entrepreneurship. Then we gradually stir in magic to the mixture, and you have the Perception Podcast. Join us in conversations with design heroes, inspirational thinkers, business leaders, and trailblazers across the globe. This week on the Perception Podcast is listener Q&A. We got so many great questions from you guys. We're going to answer a few this week. So let's get started. Okay, so the one question we get the most is, can we say anything about any upcoming Marvel movies? And, you know, you see all these celebrities and actors from all these films on the late night shows and being interviewed. And, of course, they can't say much. They give you a little insight, but they can't say much. And that goes for us. We can't say anything um, then that we're working on films. And even then, we can't confirm nor deny that we're doing that. Next question. When you were young, college or high school, or even younger, what were the things or who were the people that inspired you to get into design, motion graphics, and movies? Any particular film titles, film tech, comic books, or illustrators, specific people, Sid Mead, Joe Johnston? Funny you mentioned Sid Mead because he's a guest we would love to have on the podcast. We've reached out to him, so hopefully we can make that happen. I don't know if you know, but Sid's first jobs was at uh, Ford Motor Company in the late 50s, uh, and Ford is one of our, uh, our great clients. So getting back to the question, um, one of the, the key ways that I discovered film title design was when I was in college back at Carnegie Mellon. I had a professor in my junior year who had first shown me an archive of film titles that he had been collecting for uh, years and years. Uh, until that point, I never really thought twice about film titles, to be honest. Uh, it certainly wasn't as fashionable or stylish as it is these days to say you do film title design. So back when I was in college just studying graphic design and being exposed to this world of film title design, I first realized that I could combine my two passions of design and filmmaking into one very unique focus. So this professor had all the titles from Saul Bass. He had some classic James Bond titles, um, the To Kill a Mockingbird titles. And he also had a tape that he got his hands on of a company in New York called R. Greenberg Associates and all of their title sequences to that point. And of course, one of the best title sequences, in my opinion, of all time was on that reel, which is the original Superman titles from 1978, designed by the late, great Richard Greenberg, who uh, recently passed away. Uh, side note, Danny and I uh, got to meet Richard a few times. He invited us up to his house in Hollywood, and we have great memories with him uh, talking about film titles in the early days of RGA. Um, but back to my story, um, that professor really opened my eyes up to the world of film title design and that led me to pursue a career in that and after college I applied to work for the two powerhouses of that world which were RGA and Saul Bass. Saul Bass wrote me a very nice rejection letter uh, which I have framed um, and RGA uh, gave me my first big break and, and my first opportunity and that's where I uh, ultimately met Danny. Yeah, for me, it was a little different. Um, I started drawing a lot when I was younger. So between uh, my grammar school and my house in Queens, uh, there was a comic book store. So I was in there constantly. Um, And I would trace things and and try to draw the panels in the different comic books. I was a huge X-Men fan and Alpha Flight and um, a lot of the other uh, superheroes. Spider-Man's another favorite. Um, And then from there, uh, in high school, I branched off to... uh, doing a lot more uh, things, not on paper, but on walls, and that was more of the graffiti uh, days. I did a lot of that until I got uh, in trouble with the law for it, Um, but we won't get deep into that conversation. And then um, 
And then in college, my last year, I actually went to business school um, because I thought I was going to take over my father's restaurant uh, upon graduation. And my last uh, year at uh, St. John's, uh, they offered a special effects class. And it wasn't a computer special effects class. It was more like um, doing the masks for like Freddy Krueger, um, uh, you know, like the, the burnt skin coming off or, you know, crazy flesh um, effects. And, um, and the steel armature, you know, creating like little aliens and then, you know, posing them in one position, taking a shot, posing them in the next position. And then, of course, it's a stop motion, uh, like the old Ray Harryhausen days, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and then my passion for film uh, always was uh, into the, the sci-fi movies, you know, the, Robo, the original RoboCop, um, the Star Wars. Um, but my, one of my favorite movies, uh, was the Warriors and I guess it's connected to, you know, more of the graffiti and the gang banging days. Um, and it was about, a, a a gang from Coney Island that had to get from, uh, Midtown Manhattan all the way back to Coney without getting their heads busted open from the other gangs trying to kill them. Um, and that was a great story to me. Um, and it was something that I used to watch constantly. Um, and that's part of why, uh, you know, I, I decided, okay, you know, I like this film and I like to be creative where can I take this kind of combination? Um, and, and I found uh, the company RGA, um, where again, uh, Jeremy and I met, and I became the uh, visual effects artist there after, of course, being a PA and working my way up. Um, and that's how, uh, how it began for me. Next question. How do I get a job with you guys? So uh, I think one of the greatest examples of that is, uh, well, of course, you know, you send your resume, um, and you're real and uh, an explanation of exactly what you did because, uh, you know, a lot of people collaborate on different projects. So it's good to know uh, what your sh strengths are. Um, but one great example of uh, going the, uh, the extra mile, I guess, is uh, we had someone that uh, we hired who, <clears throat> excuse me, who um, basically would mimic a lot of uh, the past work and past projects uh, in the film world that we did, especially with the FUIs and the HUDs. And, um, you know, he would send back to us even if it was, you know, uh, a couple of months after, let's say, Batman vs. Superman came out or Ragnarok came out. Um, he would send us ideas like, hey, this, he's, here are my, some of my designs that I thought could go in the ship or this, that, and the other thing. Um, and uh, we thought it was great and we'd give him pointers and then he'd get better and better. And then eventually we, we actually hired him and he was here for uh, a little over a year and a half. Um, he had to go back to his country, but uh, we constantly work with him now, and um, and I think that was just a, a nice little tangent of how to uh, how to get yourself into a company, um, you know, by number one, of course, you know, flattering them because you're copying a lot of their stuff, but then putting your own twist on it. But number two, just showing that you know you're a hard worker because I think hard work beats uh, talent uh, anytime. Um, so I think that's a, a good way to do it yeah and something that we always talk about at perception is we're, we're always looking for uh, uh, folks that have something that we don't currently have um, our creative team is incredibly versatile and flexible and there's a lot of strengths and unique skills here so we're always looking for someone to come in who can bring something new and different to the dynamic um, so obviously as Danny said send in your uh, portfolios your reels your resumes with a nice breakdown but we're always going to be looking at uh, at those uh, pieces with the eye towards, hmm, that's something different, or that's something we, we don't currently have. We'd love to get that sort of superpower on the team to help round us out. And you can send your uh, 
your resume to careers at experienceperception.com. That's the email where everybody drops off uh, the, the resumes and sends links to the reels. So the next question is, how do you guys come up with all the cool ideas? So that all comes down to what particular project we're working on. You know, we find inspiration in a, in a multitude of places, but for us, uh, everything comes back to what is the problem that we're trying to solve. You know, whether it's a feature film project or a tech project, the first thing that the team does here is distill that project down to the essence of what the problem is it needs solving. And that then will lead us toward a different path for inspiration. Uh, we do everything from going to the library to going to bookstores, going to museums. Uh, when we did Avengers Age of Ultron, the title sequence that you guys might remember a few years ago was all designed around marble statues of the heroes. So the first thing that the team did was take a field trip to the Metropolitan Museum of Art to photograph and really experience Greco-Roman uh, sculpture in, in all its glory in different lighting setups and so forth um, to really try and mimic uh, the authenticity of, of those sculptures. Danny and I, when we began Perception almost 17 years ago, um, there used to be these uh, things in New York City called bookstores. <laughs> and we opened our first uh, studio space across the street from one of the largest Barnes & Nobles in Manhattan at that time, in Chelsea. And we used to camp out there for afternoons. We'd get a project or, or a pitch. And the first thing we'd do is look, we'd look at each other and we'd just say, we're heading to Barnes & Noble. And uh, we'd find uh, stacks and stacks of books from... Uh, from the art section, architecture section, cars, transportation, again, depending on what the project was, it would lead us down different aisles, um, but we would just sit there for hours and hours going through books and taking pictures with very old school digital cameras, hoping not to get caught uh, by the, uh, the employees there. Yeah, I think we were escorted out of the Barnes & Noble by the security uh, team there a couple of times. They knew us, as soon as we walked in, they knew uh, what we were doing, so we had to be very stealth when it came to uh, taking the pictures. Um, I think also uh, the different variety of the team and their backgrounds. Um, you know, of course, design is at the core of everybody here, but, you know, we have some gamers that, you know, really enjoy playing video games. We have someone with an engineering background. We have someone who's a race driver on the weekends, although now he's got kids, so he doesn't really race that much. Um, you know, Jeremy and I are both car fanatics. Um, so, you know, everybody gets their inspiration from different... Um, from different uh, spots, you know, I used to look up um, foreign automotive uh, magazines. There was a little magazine shop around uh, the block from our old space on 23rd, and uh, they used to just carry the the, the greatest uh, European magazines that I couldn't find anywhere else. And it would get really in depth on how the angles of cars and why the, the design was a specific way. And I used to use little uh, close-ups of the different. Uh, uh, angles and, 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 and grills and things like that and figure out in my head, okay, this is a cool um, kind of modular uh, shape to use for a sports graphic, you know, when we're working with ESPN or something like that. So, you know, I think inspiration comes in, in a lot of, uh, comes from a lot of different places and it's different for a lot of people. Yeah, and one, one thing we always encourage is to get up uh, out of your seat and, and get away from the computer to look for inspiration in the real world or in other places besides, uh, you know, doing web searches all day, um, which has its place for sure, but, you know, we, we're all about, you know, getting out in the world and experiencing uh, real things for the particular project that we're trying to solve. 
So the next question is, do you guys get to meet any celebrities when you're working on, uh, you know, on the film projects or any of the other projects? Um, and yes, we do. Uh, we got to meet with uh, John Favreau when we did Iron Man 2, uh, which was great. Um, of course, all the Marvel executives, although they're not celebrities, they are. Um, to us, they are. To us, they are, yes. <laughs> um, especially when we met them uh, in the early stages when, you know, they were not as known as they are now. Um, who else? There was uh, Bill Goldberg. We did a lot of work in the past with Speed Channel, which was a great client because, again. The pinks. Oh, um, so we shot him for man, I can't remember his name. He was jacked up, though. He did push-ups or something in between in between uh, shooting him and yeah. stuff. For yeah, but um, uh, anyway, Speed Channel was one of our favorites because again we were car fanatics and we got to do a shoot with Goldberg in the desert for uh, Bull Run was the show that he was hosting, and that was a lot of fun. Super cool guy. Uh, there's a picture of me floating around somewhere uh, of him. Oh, that was that's right. Yeah, and we were shooting him on green screen. Um, so we made him look larger than life. Um, so it was more of like uh, him being a giant amongst these little cars that are trying to get across the country. Um, and he lifted me over his shoulders like he was going to throw me out of the, the wrestling rink. It was great. We had a few visitors to the studio also. We've had Paul Rudd here, mm -hmm. uh, the real Ant-Man, of course. Uh, Stanley Tucci, uh, who we were asking for some super soldier serum when he was here. Um, yeah, so we get, to do, uh, we get to meet celebrities from time to time, which is always a, a thrill and an honor for us. Uh, drift driver Tanner Faust, yeah. who's also a uh, a stuntman for Hollywood. I believe he's been in a, a bunch of cool movies. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch of people, um, and I'm, we're probably forgetting a couple. And of course, uh, there's uh, there's Hugh Jackman, who I got to uh, work out with for my 40th birthday. Um, but that's a separate podcast. That's a whole different story. But you can find that. Um, can't remember exactly what episode it is, but if you look in the playlist, it'll be easy to find. So uh, the next question is, what are some of your dream clients that you have yet to work with? I would love to do something in the, in the F1 uh, realm as far as uh, data visualization for you know, race cars and the information that the engineers use in the, you know, of course, in the pit lanes and in the, uh, at the computer desks, not, not in the actual car. Um, just, to, just to help visualize that in a, in a more cleaner and more dynamic um, way then, you know, so you don't have to be an engineer to understand what's going on, basically. Yeah, I'd love to do something as well with uh, Starbucks, some sort of experience within their, you know, stores. It's one of my, I'm, I'm a big White Mocha fan. Um, I'm in there uh, every once in a while. I shouldn't say how much, actually. Um, another big brand that I'm a big fan of, and I w I've been tracking, uh, well, we've both been tracking since uh, we started Perception. Oh, uh, you know, we used to wear it. We used to drink a lot of uh, pre-gym um, workout stuff, <laughs> powders. I'm not going to get deep into that. Um, and wear this, uh, this, these, these shirts from Under Armour. Protect this house. And it was, uh, it was very fitted. Back when I was in shape, I wouldn't probably wear it now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a brand that I would love to do uh, some work with. The Under Armour uh, brand, too. There's always The Rock, who, uh, who's become a brand in, in and of himself. Um, we worked indirectly with him, I guess, because we just finished up uh, some graphics that are coming out in Skyscraper this Friday. Um, but certainly would love to, to work more with him and, and his Seven Bucks Productions. Um, I would also say some, some big tech companies. We've worked with some of the largest tech companies on the planet, from IBM to Apple to Microsoft. But you know, on the dream list is still Amazon, Google, Netflix. Um, we'd certainly love uh, an opportunity to collaborate with those guys. Um, yeah. Next question is, 
How is it different when you're working with filmmakers and tech clients? That's a good question. It's a good question. We get that asked a lot with uh, from clients from the different sides. First would be pace. I would say the first uh, uh, thing that comes to my mind is just the pace of the work and the and the urgency of the projects. Obviously, uh, film clients are uh, very deadline driven. Um, a movie's coming out on a certain date, and that's not going to change. So uh, everything sort of has a. Uh, a fire to it and an, an immediacy to it, which, to be honest, perception loves and thrives on that type of energy. Um, the tech clients tend to move in in their own uh, on their own clock and in their own schedule, uh, which is certainly a lot slower than uh, the film. Yeah, I think, and that's probably one of the reasons why the tech clients reach out. I think they appreciate the uh, the speed that we can do it because they, you know, they they have to go through a lot of red tape to be able to get. You know, there are also some similarities. You know, we talk about this, and there's a blog that Jeremy wrote uh, called Parallel Worlds. You know, the storytelling aspect is huge. The cinematic visualizations that we give to both the, the film world and the tech world um, is definitely uh, an easy uh, parallel. The other one is the soul of, uh, of these graphics or of these uh, products that we get to work on. Um, you know, just uh, the, the most recent one I can think of is the IBM Debater. Uh, debater. And that was something that, you know, is very tech-driven, but uh, they wanted us to give that comfort to people watching the debater that it has some sort of personality and some sort of soul to it. Um, so that was a very interesting challenge. Again, you know, the core of it was design, but it's, it's again, uh, giving a, a personality and adding a story to what this debater is going to be and what it's going to do in the future. Um, and I missed one. What was the fourth one? There was uh, entertainment. Entertainment, of course. Um, if you're not entertaining uh, during a film, you get up and you walk out. And if you're not entertaining on a product or some sort of experience, you know people are going to put down the device or also, you know, take off the uh, the goggles, walk out. I think too with tech clients, uh, you know, there's generally um, a lot more stakeholders and decision makers involved, uh, and levels of, uh, of involvement from different silos within, you know, much larger organizations. What we find with the film work is that decisions are made very quickly, very decisively, and that again allows us to uh, to achieve so much in such a short amount of time. Um, our partners and, and friends at Marvel uh, just know what they want, and they they're quick to make a decision. They don't second guess it, and they just move forward. There's just no time to, uh, to question uh, or second guess once a decision's been made. So keep those questions coming. That's it for this week, and thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Great questions. And that wraps up another episode of the Perception Podcast. As always, send any questions and comments to ask at experienceperception.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Sign up for our weekly newsletter on our site experienceperception.com slash contact. Lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and write a nice review. See you on the next episode.